Welcome to The Good Night Show. I'm Shay Morrison, sleep expert and co-founder of The Good Night Co. Join me each week for hints and tips on all things sleep. Hello and welcome back to The Good Night Show. We all know that creating a healthy life and habits requires looking holistically at the three pillars of health, nutrition, exercise and sleep. Today, I'm joined by the amazing mother-daughter duo behind Healthy Lux, Hannah and Jen. As working naturopath and nutritionist with over 100,000 Instagram followers, they use their platform to share their love and appreciation for food, health and travel. We chat about restoring balance and reducing inflammation through our body's systems, gut function and its link to mental health and sleep and reducing the toxic load in your body. Tune in as we cover the first pillar of health. So Hannah and Jen, it is just so lovely to be talking to not only one, but two beautiful people. And I would love to know, the first question I'd like to ask all of our um, guests is, how did you sleep last night? Well, thanks so much for having us. Um, I So I'm Hannah. I slept very well. I typically sleep well. I'm very lucky to not really have too many issues, um, particularly over the, I'd say the past three to four years, I've really made it a priority to create a sleep routine. So I'm very religious with my diffuser and my essential oils and all that sort of thing. And just not having, trying to avoid screens as much as I can before bed. So I feel very, yeah, very blessed to sleep well on the whole. Beautiful. And Jen, what about you? And uh, yes, I, I'm Jen. I also slept well last night, which I'm happy to say, I, because really recently I've had a, a few patches where I haven't slept as well, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point. It's it's stress related and just a really, really important aspect to sleep. And I have a lot of tools, and which I'll talk about. And then, and just to know that there can be additional things we can do when there are a lot of things going on and we can't turn off those thoughts. Yeah. And I think you've, you've hit it, Jen. I think that, that a lot of people that we speak with, that's probably one of the big problems um, that they struggle with is that they can't, they don't know how to turn those thoughts off. And so they might fall asleep and then wake up um, or not be able to get to sleep because their mind is racing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of our, I guess, mum, Jen, we'll dive into more tools, but one of something that we both find really useful is when you wake up in the night or can't fall asleep because your mind is racing with lots of thoughts, just having a notebook next to your bed to jot down a couple of the thoughts. And it's amazing how much that does just kind of put your mind at ease. And then you can just know that those thoughts aren't going away. Absolutely. I love that idea. And I think that's definitely a tool that we recommend to people. And it, you know, I think when it comes to sleep, the interesting thing is that some of the best tools are the simplest and, um, and they don't cost a lot of money. We have a lot of tools within if we can just learn to harness those. And so Hannah and Jen, um, you know, I love this idea because you're a mother-daughter duo um, and healthy Lux, you, you are healthy Lux. And I think that it's <laughs> such a beautiful, um, oh, it's just such a beautiful thing to be involved in business with your mother or your daughter. Um, so how did all of that start? Like where, where did healthy Lux you know, tell us a little Picking, bit about your background. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it's, I guess what it is or what it's evolved to today, it's all happened quite organically and over a period of about five or six years. So we started it when I was in uni. So I was studying media and communications. 
And my mom's background is in naturopathy, nutrition, and psychotherapy. So she had a practice at the time and was often sending recipes and nutrition info and all that sort of just insights to her clients directly. And so I was kind of learning the basics of web design and like how to like the power of social media and how that was going to become a really big thing. So we started a really basic website um, and an Instagram page, which was really just like the, what we were cooking, I guess, like putting a few really basic recipes up with some nutritional info and articles and that sort of thing. And we were just, I think we were really lucky with our timing that Instagram wasn't so saturated with food bloggers and recipe developers that we were able to grow it like relatively quite quickly. And so then it evolved into, that's when we thought about creating our app, which is where we host all of our recipes and we've been able to be ambassadors and create recipes and do photography for all client, like a bunch of different clients in the health and wellness space. So it's it's just amazing. Yeah. And, and, you know, you have, so if, if anybody hasn't been to healthy Lux, please check it out because not only the Instagram feed with so many um, inspirational ideas and education and tools, and then the app, which, you know, I, how many recipes does it have on it? I think now it's actually over 600. Yes. So we update it with roughly six, minimum six per month wow. so that anyone who has it just regularly gets fresh inspiration because we know what it's like when you're kind of not sure what to make for dinner and it's just an easy way for you to have access to a whole heap of healthy recipes. Yeah. And, and I guess that, um, you know, for, for all of our listeners, it would be wonderful for you to share some information about the connection. Um, you know, we often talk about the three pillars of health, diet, exercise, sleep, and really looking at the connection of food and sleep. And, you know, what, what is it that you feel is really important in that connection? So, so much, Shay. It's really from a naturopathic perspective, we're, we're looking at restoring a balance and rhythm to all of our systems to bring more harmony, to attend, if you like, to the dysregulated physiology, which, which occurs through poor diet, through lack of sleep, through stress is a really big one and the dysregulation of the nervous system. So you notice there's a lot of dysregulated and that will lead to increased inflammation, um, dysregulated blood sugar, um, as I said, nervous system dysregulation and imbalance of our gut flora. We've heard a lot about and about the gut being such an important, um, having such important function, not only for our digestion, but also for our, our mental health. We make neurotransmitters. There are messages, more messages go from the gut to the brain than in the other direction. So it is all very interconnected. And sleep, it has to be up there as one of the most, I think of sleep as medicine because it was when we detoxify, it's when we restore, we rest our, and we process memories. All sorts of things happen whilst we're sleeping. Absolutely. Not only does our body get a chance to reset and our organs get to, you know, refunction and, and our blood gets to regenerate through it. You know, we're washing our, the, all of the, the cells, that the nasty cells from the brain. Like there's just so many things that we can look at, yet we're not in society in general. It feels that we're not really allowing that time um, that is required. And it is such a personalized and individualized thing. And it's really working out how many hours sleep do I need and factoring the the before and the after as well, so that you're making sure that you get 
everything that you need for that rest period. Absolutely. And really prioritising that. And we all know how we feel when we've had one bad night's sleep, when it's a few, where it really impacts our functioning. Yeah. And and how do you, you know, you, you've got clients, Jen, you've still got clients, is that right? Yes, I do. I yeah. Do. And so how do you see that in your practice around, like, what are some of the things that, that um, people are coming to you um, that you see if, the, if only they could get a, you know, balance out um, their, maybe some of their food choices and get better sleep? Um, you know, obviously people are coming to you with problems. So what are those problems and, and how can they kind of address that? Yeah, yes, you're, you're right. And in the current, just the, the world in general, there's a, a collective level of stress that I think is, is just there. And then on top of that, we've all got our own, our own things that we're dealing with. And so the stress and that the adrenal cortisol cycle, which is just constantly on overdrive, it's almost putting us in our, our bodies into into a, a state of of trauma because it's we're too much in that sympathetic charge, mm. which is means that it's we're really prepared to either it, it, everybody's heard of the fight flight or most people have mm. prepared literally either to escape or to fight. Mm. That means that our the other branch of the nervous system, which is more the rest and digest, is actually not prioritised. So we can't we can't sleep and we can't digest. So that will that's another way in which that's connected. So when people are experiencing a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, and not sleeping, that's which is obviously part of the rest and digest. They're also not they're not able to properly utilize the nutrients even if they're consuming them they may not be utilized because that that functionality is actually shut down whilst because all of the energy goes to our muscles so that we can as i said escape mm. it's a, it's a very um evolutionary way that our nervous system works so and our muscles are braced so and that keeps us alert we can't so those cycles, that, that's really what I mean when I talk about restoring those rhythms and slowing down mm. so that we can prepare for sleep to get that restoration. And even throughout the day, factor in, factor in those moments of mindfulness to, to really help with that nervous system. And, of course, our food is important because, because that's where we get our nutrients to make our neurotransmitters, to have a healthy microbiome, to have healthy blood sugar regulation. And, and our nervous systems need to be able to um, absorb and utilise those nutrients. So many different um, aspects. And it, it's all happening while we sleep, you know, and this is, this is the thing, isn't it, that, that I think that if we took some time to look at um, all of these aspects of what happens while we sleep and getting maybe that extra hour or that even for some people it might be an extra two hours, um, there, is, there is a reason why. So it's not that people are just, you know, saying, oh, you have to have this amount of sleep. Um, we, we need it to function properly. We do, we do. And the sleep cycles are about an hour and a half to two hours and we need a certain number of them to really get that restoration. We touched on this earlier um, before we started the show, but talking about the current climate, you know, we're, we're, in, we're in a very peaked situation right now um, for lots of people all over the world, but definitely also in Australia and where we are in our own um, cities. 
And so, you know, this extra stress and anxiety is certainly playing a role for people. So what are some techniques that you could recommend for people um, that might be feeling more stressed um, and have some more anxiety to help with their sleep? So to begin with having enough movement during the day so that there there is the that physical tiredness and all of the benefits of exercise, of course, and preparing for sleep. So as I said earlier, really prioritising that, which means perhaps taking an hour beforehand to prepare to not look at screens and not to scroll your phone. And I have to say I'm, I can be guilty of that too, <laughs> yeah. even in, um, in the current climate with the uncertainty, we can think, oh, I just want to find out what's happening, what's happening, and then we're tempted, we're drawn back into that. So just being mindful and trying if we can to to stay. There's also the electromagnetic fields that we get from, from all of those devices around us. So there's that, there's the blue light, but there's also the stimulation and, and, and reinforcing those patterns in that neural circuitry around that stress and, and worry and uncertainty. So we can do that. And this is where I think your products are, are amazing in, in having the diffusers with the essential oils like lavender and some the drops, the homeopathic drops, which are wonderful with the passiflora, the nervous system nutrients like Califos, Magfos, all of those things help to prepare, or it could be a chamomile tea, a turmeric latte, a, a routine, making sure the bed's really comfortable and it's dark. The, the darkness in terms mm. of the pineal gland and really reinforcing that circadian rhythm, the sleep-wake mm. cycle, is really important. And if it's not possible, perhaps a pillow, like a silk pillow or something like that over the eyes, yes. mask, so, yeah. Absolutely. Something like that. So, yeah, I'm with you on the the light is is such a big thing. I, I I'm sure people who've listened to all of our, our podcasts would know that I talk about light all the time. But I I I am a true believer, and I can see it in my um, sleep patterns when I've been exposed to too much light too late. Um, it really affects my sleep, and I know that this is just standard, but it is something that we could become more in tune with and. It's, again, a simple free technique. It's simply a matter of cutting out um, not just blue light, um, but just light in general. We are so yeah. wired and tired and there is so much light around us in, in our everyday, everything's backlit and everything, you know, even my car's mm-hmm. got this, you know, lights that come on everywhere. So we're so exposed to light and we need to try and really um, minimise the amount of light that we have at night time so that the melatonin can be released and, and we can start to really, um, you know, settle into, as you said, into our circadian rhythm. Yes, I think that's really important. And there can be other tools such as um, mindfulness, look, breath work, um, there are music that is settling. And what we're doing with all of that is slowing down that nervous system mm. so that we can prepare to be in the, in the rest and digest branch and have, have not only enough sleep in terms of quantity but quality sleep. Mm. Absolutely. Waking refreshed. Yeah. And now it's time for a quick break. Are you having trouble falling asleep? Calm your busy mind and drift off with the Goodnight Co. Deep Sleep Drops. Using a combination of naturally derived ingredients, 
our deep sleep drops have been scientifically formulated to help you naturally achieve a deep, restful sleep. Just eight drops under the tongue before bed can help you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. We're offering you 20% off your next purchase of our deep sleep drops with the discount code PODCAST20. Try them today, available at thegoodnightco.com.au. And and on that, talking about food, so in our, our rest and digest, when looking at certain um, certain foods that affect our sleep, either you know in a good way or a bad way, it'd be great if you could, as a nutritionist, could share a little bit more about the link between food and sleep. Definitely, there's the um, like one of the factors is inflammation because we can be chronically inflamed by just our lifestyles, etc. So food plays a really big role here, and it's. Whilst it's complicated in terms of the biochemistry, there's also a lot of very simple fundamental rules which are nutrient-dense, fresh, organic as, as much as possible because toxins will give more work for the liver to do. And all of those things help with the microbiome. They, they help with our blood sugar regulation and providing enough nutrients. All of the functions in our body require nutrients. So if we're, and having good fats, like fish and um, nuts, all of those things help to support the manufacture of the neurotransmitters, settle down the nervous system and support the liver in its detoxification. So we're not fighting. When, we, when we're eating foods, for example, with a lot of sugar, with, um, and obviously we don't want to be having caffeine in the afternoon, ideally. There aren't very many people who can process that well enough to still mm-hmm. sleep well. Um, obviously we're all different, but they're the general, avoiding the, the sugars, the um, processed foods, and um, caffeine, alcohol, minimising. So that's those things to avoid, particularly in the afternoon, um, the caffeine and the sugar. But sugar is also inflammatory. Mm. So if we can do one thing, if we can reduce the amount of added sugar, there's, there's sugar in vegetables and in fruit, and we, 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 that also comes with fibre and all of those other nutrients that balance that. So it's a whole, it's a whole food rather than an added fructose or an added sugar. Found, found in you know sugary drinks and cakes and lollies and it, chips and yes processed it, it, exactly food. exactly yeah. yeah exactly which there, there's calories but not a lot of nutrients <laughs> yeah and mm-hmm. if if you were um I'd like to also come back to uh, inflammation in a minute but you know for people out there thinking okay well you're talking about all this what 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 does a healthy meal at night time look like you know what does your plate look like at night time well, for us, it, it might be um, quite, we eat fish. So for those who eat fish, and I'm very particular about the type of fish, the way that it's um, that it's either wild or it's um, organically um, raised. Yeah. And fish such as um, salmon, mackerel, those oily fish have a good omega-3, so that's a, a good protein base. Other, otherwise, we, we use a lot of um, lentils and pulses, um, and a variety of vegetables. When we think about a range of vegetables, the colours means that you're getting a range of nutrients as well. Mm. So it's in what's in season will be also more dense in those nutrients because 
it's not frozen or imported it's and it's yeah. fresh yeah so but is yeah, it typically it's a it's a protein whether that's a plant-based like a tofu or tempeh sometimes with green vegetables or as one said a variety of colors or fish and fish and greens that's mm. so that's a favorite of ours yeah, and I think that, you know, for people out there thinking, oh, but, you know, organic is so expensive. And as you commented on before, um, you know, it, it doesn't have to all be organic, but where you can, then you're, it's going to be more helpful. And even just understanding where the food comes from and making sure that you're buying it seasonally. You know, I was listening to something yeah. the other day um, and they were talking about that apples can, you know, live in gas chambers for I think it was 18 months or something ridiculous you know yeah. so you don't know you know if you don't know where your food's coming from you don't know how long it's been sitting where and, and what's been happening to us so just yeah, understanding yeah, that is right. is probably the first step and it's not hard to do that either in this day and age there are, you know there's some, some wonderful fruit and vegetable boxes that you can subscribe to that get delivered mm. to you yes yeah. We're at a greatly reduced cost. Absolutely. Yeah. And that can be also provoke, promote some creativity with or what would I what will I do with this? And another I think really useful thing to do, which I often do because I live on my own, is is have um organic say spinach or vegetables in the freezer so that because sometimes it's it's hard to and then you can always add a bit of extra spinach, a bit of extra vegetables, and that's not too costly. And as you said, it's about reducing the toxic load. Yeah. So we and it, it can be expensive and it's that that's it's just being as you said aware and those boxes are a great idea. Yeah. Those delivery Even, boxes. Yeah, you can supermarkets are helping out a lot more with doing like whether it's the odd bunch or those different offerings yeah. that it's the imperfect fruits, but maybe they're organic or they're fresh or they're from the farmers markets, but people don't buy them typically because they don't look perfect, whereas it doesn't matter if it's fresh and it's Preferably well, organic. Then and as we know, organic right. doesn't really look perfect. It always looks imperfect. Yeah. You know, really. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I just want to go back to inflammation because I think that it's a really interesting topic, but I also think it's something a lot of people don't know about. So, Jen, I don't know if you can break it down a little bit when we talk about inflammation. Maybe if you can just give a quick, simple snapshot of what you mean by inflammation. To make it simple, we're supposed to have inflammation if we have an injury then yeah. the inflammation okay. helps us to heal. But a lot of us these days have a chronic inflammation and then that's the, the uh, a lot of the gut issues are around inflammation. And, and that comes from too, often too much stress, too much sugar, too many stimulants. And it's, that's, it's a lot of work for the body to do. It's a lot of work for the liver to detoxify. And it, it can ultimately manifest in pain type syndromes, bracing, bracing patterns of, of the, the muscles, that in itself is inflammation. Even when we're sunburned, that's inflammation. Mm. As I said, in the right balance, it, it's there for a purpose. It's there to help us heal in an acute sense. But the, the foods which are in, the, the, so probably what makes the most sense to a lot of people is gut inflammation, that sense yeah. of, of painful bloating, um, Irritability, so, ir it irritability like might have irritable, yeah. irritable bowel syndrome or, you know, can't get off the yeah. toilet or can't go to the toilet or whatever. Yeah. And, and of course, our, our, our brains can have inflammation. We might not um, necessarily know about it, but it's, 
until it becomes a problem. So, so the, often it's a low-level inflammation that we might not be aware of. We, mm-hmm. we may once it starts to become symptomatic. So if we can put that back into balance by really and being hydrated is an important mm, is absolutely. an important factor because a lot of people are chronically dehydrated. Mm. And again, when we look at hydration, I mean, hydration and sleep work hand in hand so well because yeah. you know we lose a lot of our um, hydration through breathing at night times while we are asleep, and so um, being hydrated can be. Again, it's one of those simple and free things that you can do. And, you know, a lot of people that I speak to say, oh, I just can't get into the habit of it. I don't like the taste of it. It makes me get up in the middle of the night. But, you know, there are some simple things that you, um, you know, can do. And that's having a water jug that might be two liters. So starting starting off with one liter and building to two liters or, or whatever it might be. And and again, maybe finishing the majority of your water intake by by mid-afternoon so that if you do have a problem with it waking you up later at night time that you know you're going to minimize all of those those problems but adding water and being hydrated could be the key difference between getting a good night's sleep and not absolutely and as you say very simple it's it's another habit you know when we have habits are formed through repetition and reinforcement so creating a new one is is not necessarily going to be easy it takes again to be repeated and reinforced and have discipline uh, yes yes and not being also making smaller changes can be helpful as well not being too hard on on ourselves remembering that we don't learn any new habit or new skill just simply by being told to do that but we can be more mindful and then start to then we create a new pattern and that becomes the habit and if somebody was, um, you know, if we were just just to round off the inflammation. So if if somebody's thinking, oh, maybe you know, I I maybe I've got some inflammation, and 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 you know, I do need to to look at it. What would you suggest to me? You know, we always suggest to people to seek um, uh, advice from their medical practitioner. Um, go and talk to a naturopath. You know, there are ways that you can do some tests to diagnose any of these underlying problems as well. So, I mean, certainly there are medical blood tests that can, uh, they test for um, C-reactive protein and, and ESR, they're inflammatory markers that they may test for as well as a number of others. Um, and, and otherwise, there, there's a subclinical um, symptomatic way in which that may present that I, I talked a little bit about. And even including anti-inflammatory inflammatory foods like turmeric, mm-hmm. like ginger, and of, of course, all of the fruit and vegetables are anti-inflammatory. Yeah, and they're again really simple things, you know, um, using turmeric in your cooking, and um, or as you mentioned before, having a turmeric latte, um, you know, that can be a really simple, easy thing that you can add into your daily diet as well. And the real inflammatory foods are the processed foods and the sugars. They're yeah. probably the biggest culprits. So and even always- if they could be reduced. Reduced over time, even, and I, I love the, you know, um, that whole rule around um, if you can avoid a supermarket and just stick to, if if you think about it, um, you know, really you want to just be looking at the external where the fruit and veg section is and staying to the to the fresh outside aisles and not getting too too detailed internally because the more um, deeper you go into the supermarket is where you're going to find a lot of the process. Pre-packaged, you know, things that that really you don't need. 
Yes, you're right. I mean, it's a really good rule of thumb just to think about the closer it is to its original source, the more likely it's going to have health benefits. Yeah, love that. Um, so what are some of your favourite recipes um, that you can share, particularly um, for sleep? I'd say it's more the like around the sleep drinks, like it's the ritual side of things. So having some sort of tonic at the end of the day, whether it's yeah, turmeric or I sometimes have a cacao. I'm not sure if that would fall into stimulants. That might not be a great recommendation, but um, just some sort of warming drink, latte or tea. Yeah. That, yeah, just kind Especially of like chamomile. Too, chamomile it, yeah. Ideally, we don't want to eat too close to bedtime either. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And just looking at, you know, if you are going to look at, um, you know, if, you, if you're trying to minimize the sweet processed foods, we always like to think about, um, you know, maybe adding in a, a bliss ball, some sort of protein ball that that doesn't have cacao in it maybe, but that has, um, you know, some of those, the cashew, maybe a cashew-based. Um, nut butter, nut based. yeah. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, if you're trying to create, if you've got that sweet craving, that's a nice thing to go mm-hmm. to. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, yeah, in terms of recipes, I think, as one was saying earlier, it's just having a whole food, like whether it's, a yeah, quality piece of fish with some veggies or um, something with tofu or having some sort of protein and healthy fats and then just all your antioxidants through vegetables and that sort of thing, eating it relatively early but not so early that you go to bed hungry because I know personally I can't <laughs> sleep if I've eaten too early. Then you fall into the trap of having a late-night snack. Well, so, absolutely. Just- <laughs> and, and I, you know, I think that there is that, you know, there's such a movement in the fad dieting phase mm. around not eating carbs, well, not eating carbs in general, but not eating carbs at nighttime, but adding that small amount of carbs, good carbs can be that fulfilling element that you might need as well. Yeah. And that's nev- like our philosophy is kind of, is quite steering clear of the sort of fad diets and avoid this, avoid that, because it just gets so restrictive and so complicated when really, obviously it's individual and some people can't eat gluten or can't eat dairy, but we're more about moderation of those foods and if I guess if they're good quality typically they all have their own unique health benefits so incorporating some for some like for most people having a healthy carb I guess like vegetables have carbs so cutting out carbs is is going to be really difficult and really restrictive for most people. Absolutely. And on your um, website and on your app, there are some beautiful, uh, you know, as we said, there's over 600 recipes and there's some mm-hmm. amazing um, recipe ideas that you can get. So if, you, if you're a bit stuck and you're thinking, oh, they're talking about that and I don't really know how to do it, you know, there's, um, there's so many great inspirational ideas from there. So if, you're, if you are thinking, okay, this is, you know, I'm, I'm going to get onto this journey, I think that having a look at the Healthy Lux website and the app is a great place to start. Thanks so much, Shay. Thank you, Shay. Pleasure. And, you know, just to round everything off, I think, Jen, you um, mentioned this, is that really what we need to look at is sleep as medicine. Sleep is medicine and it's something that we can get every day and really start to thrive, you know, rather than waking up feeling exhausted, feeling anxious and that you can't tackle the day just by making some of these changes and, you know, really supporting people like 
Hannah and Jen who are, you know, making such a difference for our society um, by providing so many free resources as well as, you know, ideas and, and putting you on the right path, I think is such a great place to to be so so thank you for um sharing all of this with us today and um if you are interested um head on over to healthy lux to either look at the website or download the app thank you so much shay thank you shay very much it's been great to speak with you Absolutely. And, um, you know, we'd love to, um, you know, we might have a chat offline and look at look at what we can do to create a recipe and um, share that with our beautiful listeners. Absolutely. We'd love that. Oh, thank Thanks, you. Shay. Thank you for your time. And you're doing such a wonderful job. And uh, I hope that you get a beautiful night's sleep tonight. Thank you. And thank Same you for you. your products. We're yeah. really loving them. We'll oh. be using the sleep mist for sure. <laughs> pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to The Good Night Show. If you're keen to learn more about our guests or any of the topics we've spoken about today, hop on over to The Good Night Co. closed Facebook community group or check us out at thegoodnightco.com.au. And if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast provider by searching The Good Night Show. And if you love what you're hearing, don't forget to leave us a glowing review. Thanks, everyone.